Wait, this is driving <laughs> games? Oh, yeah, that was the last that's the last one we recorded. Oh, I was surprised. Really <laughs> but I have some I have some picks. I'm in. Oh, like a Hydro Thunder kind of guy. <laughs> we could decide if that was driving, you know? What? How, what? What else is it? <laughs> I'm so confused. It's uh it's a Hydro, obviously. It's clearly Okay, actually now skimming. I'm, let's change this back to driving games. <laughs> there's some litigation that needs Uh, Hello and welcome, travelers of the digital soundscape. This is your host, Brian Keese, and welcome to Draft Punks, where we make lists about, well, whatever we damn well please. I'm here with my fellow courageous co-host, Preston Wilkie. Hi, Preston. Hello. I say uh, courageous, Preston, because tonight, in honor of the upcoming Oscars, we are taking on two of the biggest cinephiles I know. <laughs> First, it is the A24 aficionado, Michael Moran. Hello, Michael. Hello, Brian. It's great to he- be here, and I appreciate your high praise, but I don't know that I qualify as that. I was a Marvel normie, <laughs> and then some friends got me really into movies, so I have been hitting them hard recent years. Uh, but I just like movies. I don't know if I'm a cinephile. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, we love you here, Michael, in spite of, or maybe because of, your favorite movie of all time being School of Rock. So. Let's freaking go. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I didn't know. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. Masterpiece. <laughs> Secondly, we are joined by another film fanatic, Zach Ortz. First appearance on the show. Welcome, Zach. Yeah, thanks for having me. I Similarly, I don't know if I'm a film fanatic i also am an mcu normie but then i started a movie podcast with my friend so that i could talk to him once a week and get to hang out with him and then when i did that i started watching a lot of movies so i wouldn't be a fraud and uh <laughs> yeah now i watch a lot of movies i guess and so so tell us about your show it's called stream it right yeah so stream it and we do seasons of uh seasons of the show so each season is eight episodes and uh each of the seasons will focus on movies that are ostensibly on a specific streaming platform so we just finished doing netflix and our first season is on disney plus and we watch the movie and then we talk about it and i think it being able to limit ourselves to what's on a specific streaming platform gives us a really wide range of movies um, so I think like the strength of our show is that we cover a lot of movies that a lot of other people haven't covered. And uh, I guess the only other thing I'd say is from season three on, we started structuring the show so that the first half of the show is meant to be listened to before you've seen the movie. So we keep mm-hmm. that spoiler free oh. and you can listen to that and then decide if you want to see the movie or not. And uh, yeah, we'll give give a break and then you can watch the movie and come back and we'll tell you how it ends. Yeah, which, uh, speaking of, uh, do expect spoilers throughout this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, don't listen until you've watched every movie from Every movie yeah, on this list, case. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Michael, uh, spoiler alert here, I haven't gotten a new List Wars episode in my feed in quite some time. Oof. Yeah, I, I both feel love Loved and attacked by the people that have been texting and calling and email and saying that same thing. And 
we have a few in the tank, and I just recorded our 2022 movies slash Oscar Wars episode uh, on Tuesday, and so that'll probably be the first one I post. I just we got busy and didn't record many, and it's and now we have a few, and I'll remember to edit and post them. Excellent, and <laughs> thanks for and, asking. Yeah, of course. And if if people enjoy the format of this show, I can't recommend List Wars enough. Um, very similar in concept, but a lot of different topics and ideas. Um, I think the most recent one you did publish was the immersive uh, gas station snacks oh, episode. Gosh. I went back and looked. I think that's the last one on there. That sounds about um, right. <laughs> but yeah, most of our hosts got good. canceled. That's that's why we've been struggling to find new talent. <laughs> we'll get back on the air eventually. Uh, I I know what that's all about. I mean, that's why I'm stuck here with just Preston at this point. You know? Who'd have thought? Um, <laughs> um, we're actually recording this one a bit out of order. Um, so because of that, uh, we've randomized the entire draft list for tonight's episode. Uh, there is no previous winner, um, because we haven't posted the last episode we recorded just yet. Um, so before we get started, Preston, can you explain to folks how this show works? And then I will reveal the draft order. So whenever you'll listen to the next episode, you're going to realize that this is twice now that I don't understand how this show works. Um, as far as very good, very I good. Don't know what fantasy drafting is, um, but we we draft in a snake order where we have a topic. Let's say 2022 films per se, maybe. Uh, we go through the order. You start with one. Everyone gets a pick down to number four. Then we go from four back to one until we've gone five times, uh, meaning that the first person gets to start and end our draft. Right. Hi, Preston here in post. That was actually wrong. Um, which is a big advantage in these uh, drafts. And Zach, who helped us randomize our order tonight, uh, put himself in at top billing. So Zach has the first pick. Uh, I will be going second. Preston is third. And then Michael Moran. The the benefit to going fourth is you do get two in a row. So you can kind of see how the field is shaping up at that point. Um, and, and make two picks in a row, which can put the other folks on the draft board in shambles. So Caboose uh, gang, I'm, let's go. I'm excited <laughs> because I was like, I have to get one of these two movies at the top of my list. So having the number two pick, I'm very excited. But before we get there, Zach, you are on the clock with the number one pick in the draft. All right. This, I mean, this has to be like the easiest pick probably of the entire night. Uh, the th This was an extremely strong movie, strong year for yes. movies, in my opinion. I have so I have 74 total films on my list. And of those films, I have nine that are in the A range. And I have to go down all the way until my 57th film to find a film I didn't like. Um, oh, wow. But all that being said, the num my number one film this year is also my number nine film of all time. I'm guessing it's most people's number one film of the year. And of course, I have to go with the googly-eyed masterpiece, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This... This is a movie uh, that is perfectly made for particularly, uh, I, particularly young men of our generation, people who watched The Matrix uh, a million times. This movie would not live without The Matrix, but then it does it 
in a uh, more diverse shell and has a um, two really strong themes that really spoke to me. One about loving people and being kind and rejecting fighting uh, in a way that sort of does seem to be in conversation with the Matrix. And then a second theme relating to uh, those googly eyes to really take the time to find joy in your life. And it's a film that really speaks, really spoke to me and that I just absolutely love to pieces. So I'm sorry to take it off the board, but it's got to go first. Yeah, no, I think that's a great pick. Uh, that's interesting. I, I had not thought of the Matrix comparison. Uh, I do think it's it's pretty apt, though. Um, this was one that I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but when I watched Same. it at home, um, really wish that I had because mm-hmm. it's just such an experience. Um, and it's 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 everything I wished that. Uh, well, another movie we might talk about later from the from the MCU because we're all <laughs> MCU normies yeah. here. I think. It's everything I kind of wanted that movie to to do and take those mm-hmm. risks and didn't. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely fell in love with this movie. It was one of the two, so I appreciate you making my choice a little bit easier now um, and not going with something weird like After Sun uh, just to get Smithy's vote. Oh, no. Who would do that? I would do I that. S- I love Smithy. <laughs> I will say quickly just to expound on, I mean, I think like the multiverse stuff in the world and, that you think you know not being what the actual world is that stuff maps pretty easily onto the matrix um Mm. but then there's a specific shot when she is crouching amongst the cubicles of that tax center oh yes they lifted directly from the matrix and when i saw that in the movie theaters for the first time i was just like this movie was made for me and then when (laughs) waymond quotes nine days uh, quotes story of a girl to her and says uh your clothes never wear as well the next day your hair never falls in quite the same way i was just i was head over heels i i was in forever so that's I, awesome because yeah. this is all stuff i didn't even notice so i'm glad you're you're telling us about it uh, sorry michael didn't mean to cut you off your your oh, thoughts okay. on this movie because I'm, I'm sure you love it as well oh i did love it um i i was just listening well i i've listened to the what is it x-men fan casting one i don't know last week and you talk about this movie and how you loved it so much i think you had seen it around that time and how it was everything you wish dr strange would be but i this would have been my bet for what was gonna go first and be the most popular Mm -hmm. i ranked it seventh of the year i still really loved it but my dream draft Mm. honestly that would would have five or four movies above it um I love how weird it is, and I love the Daniels. I hope more people watch Swiss Army Men that love this, um, or Swiss Army Man, rather. I did not connect with it as emotionally as some. Like, the most emotional beat for me was when the father is dressed in his suit toward the end, talking about how he would have loved a life just doing laundry and taxes with you. I didn't cry. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there. I I didn't cry, and I'm usually a crier, but that one made the tears well. I know some people who are really bawling at the mother-daughter final conversation, uh, which was emotional for me, but I didn't, Still like, bawling. connect. Yeah. It didn't yank. didn't chop the right onions for me in that um, aspect. I find it curious, Zach, that you said 
it's a movie for young men when I feel like the central relationship is mother daughter. So I was going to ask uh, yeah. what you mean by that and how you pegged I, it is that I think it works for everybody and it's very popular, but I was just wondering when I, I realized as I said that, that I was conveying exactly the wrong message, but I meant specifically <laughs> for people who had watched the matrix. 50 oh. times. Gotcha. <laughs> which is all young men. You're right. Every, men. every yeah. young man has what? Yep. <laughs> but also uh, <laughs> targeted. But also young trans people as well from our generation. Yeah. Like gotcha. the Matrix speaks to a, a lot of people. I have learned as I grow as I have grown up. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think uh, the the scene that really got me was definitely the one with the uh, the butt plug awards. Oh God. Um, just great. Uh, that really, really spoke really to you, teared huh? up yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was the best butt plug movie of the year absolutely sure. yeah no doubt um yeah 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 so with the second pick uh nope i'm taking nope nice jordan peele's masterpiece nope. for me i absolutely love this film uh from start to finish it just hit every perfect note for me um daniel kalua kalua is absolutely fantastic uh kiki palmer wonderful like i just absolutely love this movie the theming in it all the little easter eggs especially when you go back and you see it a second or a third time um the little hints and clues that you can pick up on um i think i'm with zach that everything everywhere all at once would probably be my number one movie um but these are really like 1a and 1b for me uh, I don't I'm not going to be able to speak as eloquently about all the themes as you guys. But um, my my one knock on it, I think, is that the scariest moment of the film for me um, ends up being a fake out. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The barn um, scene. Is that where the, the barn the scene, right? scene in the barn? Yes. With the, with the children. Yes. So fantastic. Um, by far the scariest moment of the movie. And then it's, I think yeah, that it's, scene in the car is scarier. Oh, see that one, I think for me, and here again, spoiler alerts for all these movies. Once I realized Jean Jacket is the is the creature, like the whole mm -hmm. thing is the creature, it became less scary to me somehow Agreed. because it's yeah. so big, it's tougher yeah. for it to uh, like hide and sneak up on you. Um, I would say I think that scene is like freakier, along with the scene at the the ranch. Um, that's right up there with me for like. Annihilation with the screaming bear oh, um, when it's when it's just like eating the people on the ranch is just like the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a movie mm -hmm. theater. The amount <laughs> that whenever it finally hovers over the house and just dumps the blood and oh, is just yeah. one of the most like cinematically just satisfying things to watch, even though it's so grotesque, it's like it's beautiful. It is so well done. Yeah. Uh, nope. Um, and all the stuff with the with the chimp, obviously, fantastic. Oh wow! Where does <laughs> I, it rank on your Peel movies? Uh what do we have? We got Get Out, um, and Us, the, and Us. Uh ooh. I think it's. I think it's. This is such a cop out, but I feel like it's tied with Get Out for me, okay. and then I have Us just slightly behind. But I love. I love all three of them. Um. It's it's very tight. So they're all. If Holden was on here, I'd, I'd tell him they're all mid nineties fastball. So. <laughs> how did you feel about mid nineties? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen that one yet. Did it come out this year? Can I add it to my list? No, sorry. Zach Preston. has 
Zach has 74 on his list. I have 13. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, having, it turns out having a child severely uh, hampers it your really ability to get out the, to the movie theater. I hear that. <laughs> um, I, but, I think this oh, is ahead. a great pick. Uh, oh, I you. have this 10th. This is uh, my highest B+. Plus, but I haven't gotten to rewatch it as the thing. Mm. And it really... That's what I want um, to as well. The the only knocks I had against it was I was expecting it to tie the storylines together in a way that it didn't end up doing. But I think on a rewatch, I wouldn't have that expectation. Right. Like I was expecting there to be a so, storyline. So yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll speak to that. Yeah, I've read a lot about this movie because I loved it so much. Um, because at first I was like, well, what's the, the connection? And I'm forgetting the, the monkey's name now uh or chimp's name um but it was like what was the point of all that stuff what was the connection to it and uh you realize towards the end of the movie that daniel kaluuya's character is not uh looking at jean jacket he realizes like that's the the way to negotiate with this thing is when you make eye contact it's coming for you um and in those flashback scenes where steven young's character is a child um and the the chimp is attacking everyone except him he never makes direct eye contact with it. It's only like through the screen of the tablecloth. Um, and so that sort of makes him, he misinterprets that as like, oh, I have this like ability. I have this power over this thing. Um, whereas Daniel Kaluuya's character realizes it's more of a, you know, a compromise, a deal, and that this thing could kill it, kill him if it wanted to at any time. <laughs> so that was a really cool connection that I, I watched for the second time through. Yeah, I, I I really want to rewatch this one. The cin- mm-hmm. Hoyt Van Hotema is the cinematographer on this one, and he just knocks it out of the park, particularly in that third act. It is just mm-hmm. you. I assume you didn't get to see it in theaters, Brian. No, this one I did go see. Oh, did um, yeah, yeah, we we got a weekend away. My parents took the baby, uh, and and we made a point to go see this film while we were we were out. So. Ooh, um, that yeah, third act in theaters was just it was so big it was so expensive yeah, yeah absolutely the the race back to the ranch and releasing the balloon and yeah <laughs> fantastic um all right preston uh you are up sir pick number three what do you got oh geez oh gosh i honestly i forgot that i was coming up next <laughs> and i think just to get this out of the way um, a little movie that I'm gonna mispronounce: The Banshees of Inisherin. Inner Sharon. Inner Sharon. Yeah, I think. Inner Sharon. Wow, I was off on both. <laughs> um, but yes, it was a fantastic movie that just kind of like caught me off guard in a way that another movie will also do that I'll talk about. But uh, it's just it's it's such a peaceful setting just surround or just i don't know like disrupted by this like very intimate violence between them and it, i i know uh on stream it yeah we're talking about how um uh how colin farrell struggles with adhd and how he really saw a lot of himself and his character and how he kind of like fixated on this relationship and these worries about well, why, why, why I, I have to know instead of ever being able to like let it go and accept and just kind of like understand that that is the way that life moves on. 
and it really did click really well for me in that sense uh and then just the uh so i i don't know it's it's like a very peaceful movie <laughs> oddly, but at the same oddly time yeah. <laughs> it's until it's not and it takes that halfway turn when the violence begins and it just keeps growing and but it never grows none of it ever feel it's all matter of fact violence mm -hmm. it's not necessarily hateful it's just this is the way life is now and if you don't accept it it's going to continue getting worse uh so you have to just accept it and walk away and it's it it hammers that home in every bit of the setting the script uh the way that like just the final shots are just destruction mutual destruction uh and it's just kind of like a well there we go <laughs> and you walk away and it's like this uh it's such a it's such an unsatisfying satisfying ending and it's this weird tear between two two co completely different concepts and i love it so much interesting yeah this this is one i did not get to so one of my favorite hobbies now as a dad is reading the wikipedia summaries of movies i know oh, i won't no. get to go see brian but but <laughs> i know i know i'm sorry i feel like this one had the biggest uh disconnect of any movie in maybe the last five <laughs> years bet. between what i expected the plot summary to be mm. and what it actually was like i just as i was reading that i was just like what is happening in this film uh, it you seems should take like guesses. it's absolutely wild like, like write a guess before you read it <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure there's gonna be like an irish ghost or something <laughs> band, like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's it seems like an absolutely wild film i know holden uh absolutely loved this one too um oh, yeah, was this was this high on your guys list uh michael and zach uh, so this is my number two Oh wow! wow. Okay. So this is, yeah, this is you. my other A plus of the year. Uh, I'm not going to say I didn't know that that. Was <laughs> uh, I may have done Tactical. some research, like was suggested, uh, but it also is very high on my list, and I was uh, calculated I for sure. <laughs> Where is it on yours, Mike? So or is it Michael? Mike uh, or Michael? It's a mix. Either one works. Right. Um, you guys have been. Those three movies you drafted, you drafted in the order of my preference of them. Um, but I have it at uh, 22 of 71. And I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of this duo in Bruges as one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, oh, yeah. And maybe I don't know why that one connected with me more. I, I loved this one, thought it looked great. Similar to Nope, I think both of the, the two most prominent actors just give stellar performances. Really the whole They're ensemble so in Banshees. Yeah. Um, and... I thought it, it looked amazing and was hilarious in a very odd way and comforting in an odd way, like you said, but it uh, didn't uh, compel me as some other movies that came out this year. That yeah, That's the thing that's not really clear from the Wikipedia, I would guess, Brian, is that this movie is <laughs> very funny. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, mm -hmm. It's dark comedy, but yes. it, it's got a lot of funny moments. And gotcha. where Mike, where was Nope for you? Um. So, nope. I have at nineteen, just above Banshees. Mm. But those are Man, both movies that I thought were really good. Like, <laughs> I I um, enjoyed watching them and recommended them to people. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So it's a funny movie. It's not just about uh, cutting off. Uh, oh, it's a comedy. Digits, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a dark yeah. comedy. I mean, that's the yeah. world Martin McDonough lives in. Yeah. If, if you like it, I would highly recommend In Bruges. And I know Holden's the one who recommended that to me, and I adore it. Okay. Um, by the way, I have seen 17 that I remember. <laughs> 17 <laughs> movies that I know. I wonder if one of us. Uh, 17 and a half. I watched the worst or less interesting half of Barbarian. I still haven't seen uh, it. I didn't oh, get to no. the so. Uh, I heard great uh, things though. It's I'm eager to watch it. All right, Michael. Uh, it sounds like your dream list is still available. For I you, so I'm honestly thrilled that that my one and two <laughs> are still available for me to to, to yeah. snag. Uh, so I, I Zach beat me. I did see 71 2022 movies. And I think it was a good year for movies. There's like a giant crop of movies that I, I really liked and that are really good. But I just said on our podcast we recorded on Tuesday, there wasn't one that like I absolutely adored and was championing mm-hmm. and nothing cr- cracked my top 100 movies list, which I feel like is always a standout benchmark of if I adored something. And then... uh. I, I would like to make my first pick. I'm going to have to buy a consonant, and that consonant <laughs> is R, because oh, R-R-R, no. which oh, I just no. saw last night in a packed theater on an Indian Bro. holiday. Uh, it That's absolutely cool. adored it. I had been waiting all year because there is a dubbed version on Netflix, but I don't want to mm-hmm. watch the dub, and this seems like if any movie I'm going to watch this year is going to be in the theater, it should be this one, and I think... That hunch paid off tremendously. I truly don't think it's a recency bias. Like, I've never... There's nothing like it. It was just... exceeded my high expectations. We were laughing, crying, cheering, clapping. It's a great movie to hoot and holler during. Just so much bombastic action. And genuinely amazing choreography and dance and moving song numbers. But the standout winner is the bromance. I love... Two oh, yeah. best friends and like the <laughs> the best friend goals in this are just unbelievable in a similar praise that I talk about fast and furious movies where they're insane and bombastic, but I love them for their <laughs> sincerity. Like Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel's playing those movies like it's Shakespeare. And here, both the main characters, Rom and Bahim, they're just so sincere and passionate. And I could see some people laughing at some of the expressions that Bahim gets when he hears things and like starts to tear up. Like, no, I'm just in with him. I want to to hug these characters and the three hours is very well used. They had a plan and every little, they could have made it half as long, but they, they take the length to set up reversals and new self-sacrifices every time we get uh, a little extra layer it just makes it that much more emotional and sets up an even more bombastic action set piece so yes chef's kiss to rrr fantastic movie i know zach this is high on your list right it is yeah it's my number six so i've got Mm -hmm. it at a minus i love this movie to pieces we did it for the podcast so i've seen it seen it twice and i'm it's a tough. It's tough because it's a competitive year. I think it's my favorite score of the year. Oh, so good! The music did was doing so much heavy lifting. Just yeah. the uh, again, like I'm. It's, it was a great theater watch. I, we were not even I like the know. musical numbers. I'm just saying the backing track with yeah. the drums 
and the uh, just the wailing is the word that comes to mind. But like the high the high screams, yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, I uh, have seen half of this movie. It is very long. It's three hours. Zach is very mad at me. I still ranked it very high on my list because I enjoyed that first half so much, though. Um, but I I saw it all the way up through. Uh, the the big animal uh, courtyard fight. That scene. shot That's, when the yeah. <laughs> truck turns and he hops out and there's this big ass deer <laughs> yes. and this I lost it. I've never said like holy shit or let's go more in a movie theater. It was one of the most. I hate when people talk. Well, I don't hate it, but I feel like I'm normally a quiet one in the theater, and we were just yelling. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, like you said. Uh, it's, it's Holly, uh, right yep. now. Uh, so great time to go see it in theaters. That's awesome that they, they have it in there for that. Yeah. I was so excited. And my friend, my pickleball partner and I, Brian, you'll appreciate it. we've are said, we're going we're gonna to learn the, uh, the not to not to dance so we can do it against our other friends when we beat them in pickleball. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. The, sp- yeah. the sport of Kings. <laughs> um, all right. You get another pick here, uh, Mike. What's uh, what's your number two? I do. So, yeah, my number one going into before I saw RRR that I'd been championing all year um, is the first movie to ask, what if a man was North? And that is The Northman. <laughs> Robert Eggers, I think his Nine. least mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. joint, but still so freaking weird and maybe a more so conventionally weird. digestible way because there's an action movie in there. I feel bad that I don't I don't know how great the reception was. I heard it didn't get anything at the well. We talked about the Oscars uh, on our pod, and I was like, oh, it really didn't get anything, huh? But it's just like another very good that RRR and Top Gun, like the three magical theater experiences this year. Um, saw Northman and Top Gun and Dolby, and I feel like the sound really added to that one. The Viking grunts, the primal noise, some more drums. It's just uh a spectacle like i described john wick as a perfect revenge movie and i feel like this also qualifies the final scene one of the best scenes in the year with the naked lava fight who doesn't want a naked lava fight something about being naked around a blade just adds to the sense of tension and danger and i was all there for it yeah another great pick i so i have this at 13 but i didn't get the experience you had because when I saw it, there was a subwoofer blown in the theater. Oh, oh no. no. Oh. Yeah. And it was only when it was loud, but it just meant whenever <laughs> it was only when it was loud. Um, <laughs> it was only the whole movie. Yeah. But it just meant whenever that happened, I was like, oh man. But <laughs> the, I mean, the cinematography in this movie is just unimpeachable. So I, I want to rewatch this one and ho- hopefully it would move up a little bit for me. Yeah. But is this out uh, streaming at this point? I think it it's is somewhere, now, right? Yeah. Because okay. um, this is one I've somehow stayed away from the wiki for. So I feel yeah, like I got to hop on Prime. while I can. Uh, it's on Prime. Okay. I knew I just watched it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, all right. The Northman. So, so Michael's got his one and two. We have to break up that top five. He's got locked down. So um, <laughs> Preston. Uh, take your shot, man. What do you have as your second film? I hate being third. It's so long until I get to go again. <laughs> and I know I'm going to lose so many. Um, I think I'm going to go with Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, dude, Puss in Boots rips. Let's go. <laughs> so good. It was yes. so good. Uh, again, 
this was a Chris Duckman review is what like sent me over. I saw that it was getting really good reviews, um, that people were praising it. And it was just like out of nowhere, the sequel yeah. to Puss in Boots, a spinoff of Shrek getting great reviews blew my mind. It was like, just, a, like, well, like a so spinoff good. of like Shrek three or right, four. right. Like not even a spinoff mm-hmm. of Shrek. And yeah. so it felt like <laughs> it felt just, this must be one of the most incredible animated movies of all time to like go against the odds. I think that it goes, anyone going into the audience uh, has like a bias against it. Generally. I don't think even if you are a fan of Shrek, I don't think you're much of a fan of the spinoff of the third Shrek movie, right? Um, and so... I mean, if you're going to see it in theaters, you probably... Well, I think well, for maybe like critics or any... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it was getting good reviews, but I was kind of telling myself, there's no way I'm going to go see this. I'm not going to... I've only seen 16 movies this year. I'm not going to use my 17th <laughs> on Puss in Boots The Last Wish. Worth it. Um, and so, yeah, I saw the Chris Stuckman... And I just told my wife immediately, I was like, we're going to see this. And we roped her friend in. So us three adults went and watched uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish in a just sea of families. Uh, And what I can say, I think one of the highest praises of it, not only uh, like, is it just a fantastic movie? It's got some of the best animation uh, right alongside uh, Spider-Man. And it's, but every person in that, theater like all the kids everyone was so enamored and enraptured and was gasping when you were going to gas and gas when you're going to gasp and laughing with the jokes and really like following along with their journey and not getting in any way distracted or uh but that there was still emotion from the audience it's not like everyone was just sitting there bored uh and then (laughs) as soon as so again my wife and her friend were going along with sort of my um, push for it and just rolling their eyes and being like, yeah, we kind of want to go to the movies anyways. Fine. We'll go see Puss in Boots, Last Wish. And at the end of the movie, uh, my wife turned to me and was just like, if this doesn't get an Oscar, we riot. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. Uh, and the, the wolf, I guess we're giving spoilers, who is death who is chasing him down because he has spit in the face of death so many times. And he's, it's like a very personal vendetta It's so damn intimidating. And so it's not like it's jump scares or anything. It's intimidation. And it's this like confidence that he exudes in everything from the animation to his lines that just kind of, it makes you scared for Puss in Boots. And this is not a character I give any shits about even really walking <laughs> away from this movie. I don't really like, I'm not, it's not going to linger with me for life. And I'm going to be like, ah, yeah, the next one. Um, but I will always in that, you know, little capsule of a moment, I will be terrified for Puss in Boots. I hate to break it to you, but I think you're going to be rioting. I don't think it's going wow. to I'll pitchfork with you. We'll yes. get those tiki torches <laughs> you were just talking about. You brought what's up you, What's your money on, Zach? Oh. I think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is going to win. Yeah. It's just been winning mm. everything, which is honestly not a, a movie that I'm all that fond of. That it was um, fine. So th- there's no wish casting here on my part. Um, <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to lose. 
gotcha. Preston, I hope you win, man. I was like, am I really going to find a way to bump up Puss in Boots and take him fourth round? Because I'm, I'm red hot on that movie. Recently, there are uh, 10 movies I liked more than it, but Puss in Boots is so good. It had no right to rip that yeah. hard. And it might be so because fun. of the expectations as well that makes it oh, yeah. really blown out. But um, I'm a big Shrek guy too, but like that one blew me. And I feel like the vocal performances, my friends and I went around the horn and talked about who we would nominate and who we would give the award for, for all the Oscars. And they laughed at me when I said, can I nominate Antonio Banderas for lead actor? It's just a voice performance, but it is like what he summons out of this CGI cat with his voice is amazing. Now I think uh, the important thing to remember out of all of this is Michael Moran, big Shrek guy, Mm -hmm. big Shrek guy (laughs) for sure, man. (laughs) Uh, with my second pick, I'm also going to be taking a movie that will not win Best Animated Feature at the Oscars, uh, and that is uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Story. Uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if it did. <laughs> Don't lose hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I absolutely love the first Knives Out movie, and I think I actually like this one a little bit more after watching Ooh, it a couple of times. Yeah, I know that's that. Yeah, I think most people probably like the first one better. Um, I just enjoyed everything about this from the from the setting to Ed Norton's character just being a complete <laughs> idiot. Uh, the film opening with that great Among Us scene. <laughs> oh yeah, where he's just playing in the bathroom uh, with Natasha Lyonne and uh, Angela Lansbury, <laughs> like all these and? people who play. Uh, oh, Is it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or something? Oh come on. And Stephen Joshua Sondheim. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was that's, yeah. that's why Zach remembered. Cre- yes, Cream in there somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, especially you know Angela Lansbury did Murder She Wrote, and uh, Natasha Lyonne now does Poker Face, where she solves mysteries, which just adds another layer to that Among Us game. That's great. Um, has maybe my favorite joke uh, in any movie this year. My favorite single joke, which uh, is. Have all three of you seen this movie, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, when Birdie J's assistant is reading the text off of her phone <laughs> about the factory where they're going to be making her sweatpants. That was going to be my guess. <laughs> and it says, Miss J, I am writing to inform you that the proposed Bangladesh factory is notoriously one of the world's biggest sweatshops. Please advise. And you replied, sounds perfect. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> With a dabbing emoji. Birdie, please tell me you did not think sweatshops are where they make sweatpants. <laughs> that is a good joke. Um, just yeah, from just brought over the the humor from the first movie so well. From you know Chris Evans' KFCSI line in that first one, I just love the humor in these movies. Uh, Daniel Craig is just having an absolute ball. You can tell as Benoit Blanc. Like, just give me a new Benoit Blanc movie every year in a new setting. Oh, like. every month. I can watch these every month. They're, seriously. They're so yeah. easy. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, Ryan Johnson. I love, I, I love, you know, uh, last Jedi is one of my favorite star Wars movies and just knocks it out of the park every time. I don't know that I've seen anything by him. I didn't like, so um, yeah. Uh, Glass onion is my second pick on my uh, list of, very short uh, list of movies that I saw last year. It's not about size, Brian. It's not about size. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, Michael. So, so yeah, that's off the board. Uh, I'm going to guess based on the reactions when I said I like it better than Knives Out that this was not a top five for anyone else. No, it is um, for me. It's my number five. Oh, 
Oh, nice. ooh, all right. Yeah. A little bit of shambles there. All right, mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, okay, well, Zach, the good news is you get the next two. So uh, let us know what your second pick is. Yeah, so I get to take my number three and number five here. So this feels pretty, pretty great. Um, for my second pick, I'm going to take this weird, uh, not quite biopic uh but the psychological <laughs> thriller tar um let's go i am i'm a musician by training i was a music director before i had the job that i have now and this movie lives so seamlessly in the music world that i just felt like it was so close to home for me that i i Within the first like forty to forty-five minutes, I knew that it was going to be one of my one of my favorite movies of the year. Kate Blanchett gives a performance that is really just stunning to me in every every facet of what she does, from <laughs> her quiet acting to her piano playing to her conducting. And I think on top of that, this movie is having a really difficult conversation about the struggle between power and artistic brilliance and how that intersects with narcissism and how those people abuse their powers but then it's also having um a in my opinion pretty well layered conversation about cancel culture where i think it's pretty in favor of not letting abusers abuse people but also recognizing that there's nuance around those conversations and it does it all while being (laughs) absolutely stunningly shot including that i guess i didn't pause and time it but i think it's like a three and a half to four minute oneer in the classroom where uh you (laughs) see her just absolutely take down one of her students that then culminates in her playing piano at the end of the scene, (laughs) which is just like, I cannot believe they had the guts to do that at the end of the one. So I love love a movie. I love a long one. That's great. It's a good one. (laughs) So for this kind of movie, I know y'all had recommended it to me in my short list of like, panic watches before this draft that i didn't get to any of them by the way but um, <laughs> yeah, of course. the is it still approachable for people that aren't invested in the music world or i like i wouldn't recognize much of anything whenever it came to technical conversations around music um i think preston actually this is a movie for young male gamers uh if you watch just the last 10 to 15 minutes uh, that's, as, as well. I, I have heard that as well. <laughs> that's, See, it was yeah. spoiled for me. So why would you watch the rest of it? That's what I. Heard. Yeah, that that um, is like the the biggest piece of discourse I heard around that was just how wild the ending is. But go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was going to ask Mike. I don't know, Michael. Are you a musician by trade? Can you well, speak to that for press? I was nodding my head just by the reception and my you know jock ass friends that I know like that enjoyed it, but. I did feel validated and like the 10 years of orchestra I took were suddenly Mm. worthwhile when they started talking about all these 
musical and specifically orchestra terms. Um, so I, I can't give a true unbiased answer to that, but I imagine based on the people I know who enjoyed it, that you can get by and you just say, Oh yeah, it looks that's, that's music talk. And the mm-hmm. core things, notice Zach like said, the core things being dissected and in, interrogated here are not like orchestra yeah. things. Um, right. I'd I, say it's, Oh, I'd say it's world building that enhances it if it's a world you're familiar with, but I would guess it is not going to impede your enjoyment of the okay. film. It is well a little, said. the show, the movie is a little cold and calculating, so I think that might be difficult for some people to get into. Um, That's a life I live. Oh, well then, yeah. <laughs> oh you'll, yeah, you'll be there. It, it's a strange watch for sure. It's like, I don't know slow burn but i was i was gripped and continuously curious in a way that it flew by it was me and one other guy in the middle of the day in the theater and i was constantly trying to figure out what the movie was about in a fun way and it made me strangely Mm -hmm. stressful about new things and some of which i didn't need to be stressful about there's a weird psychological element i saw on reddit afterwards a couple like hidden things and takes i noticed one of them in the theater which is what caused Mm -hmm. me to get home and google and then a, two other ones that flew right by me where there's just like an extra person in a quick frame standing in the background of our house and you don't know if that's real or not. And mm, it really cool. opens some some questions yeah, for the movie. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of discourse around whether or not the there are portions of this movie that are a dream. <laughs> too, yeah, so. that's valid. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, my... I said this on stream, so if people listen to that show, this will be a repeat. But I had a... Um, journey with my relationship to the third act of this of this movie. When I first saw it, I was uh, I liked it but didn't love it. And then I read that analysis of like the whole third act might be a dream. And then I liked it a lot less. But then I came around to this idea that has made me love it, which is I think that it's this idea that for someone who's a severe narcissist. If you're viewing the world through their eyes or they're the ones whose vision you're seeing, they are not reliable narrators. And they become increasingly unreliable narrators as the structures that they have put into their life have started to fall apart around them. And that's how the movie sort of unravels in that third act. That's a great take. Because, like, we're kind of indoctrinated into that cult of Lydia Tarr with the yeah. opening, how the movie opens. <laughs> yeah. And, but, yeah, when you start to see it from an outside perspective, things crumble pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to prestige films about composers who are abusive to their uh, orchestra, uh, do you guys have this or Whiplash uh, higher on your list? Oh, I, I still go Whiplash, but okay. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Whiplash. It. Wow, that's very yeah. surprising. No, I know. <laughs> this is so know, different. This is such a different right. movie. I, okay. I, I'm surprised how much I liked it because, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty honest with if I just like a movie outside of like breaking down accolades of different pieces of the production. And so oftentimes I'll recognize that was like the best performance I've seen in a decade, but I didn't care about anything the movie was about. And I, I had a feeling that might be this one, but no, Kate Blanchett was probably the best performance of the year and the movie ruled and was mm-hmm. constantly okay. interesting. So I was All impressed. Right. 
Uh, we get the Michael Moran stamp of approval, Zach. So what's your third pick going to be? Uh, before we go there, where, where is it on your oh. list, Mike? I have it at number oh. nine. Number nine. All right. Nice. Okay. All right. So now we're going to take a trip. And we're going to take a trip on the highway to the danger zone. Let's go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I cannot believe that I have Top Gun Maverick at number five on my list. But I love this movie so much. I think it has one of the best climaxes of a movie I have ever seen. Like It's like Top Gun Maverick, Matrix, honestly, RRR as well. (laughs) That's such a good list. It keeps going and you're excited (laughs) that it keeps going. Like You're happy. To see and more. I think Avengers One is the other one I'd put up there. Oh wow! Uh, on on the top of my list. Interesting. Um, I think I think filming uh, <laughs> aerial scenes so that they are able to bring excitement without you having to think, oh my goodness, they actually were able to take these cameras up on into these planes and having to do this intellectual exercise where you're appreciating what they did. I think that is so difficult to do, but somehow they just absolutely nailed it for this movie. There was not a moment of flying where I was confused where I was, where I didn't understand what they were showing us. And I've only seen it once, except for uh, when I watched the woman next to me watch, watching it on a plane. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I think this movie's great. So this is my third, I think, on the list of movies I didn't see in theaters that I like mm. just crazy, just regretted so hard after it seeing it. It was there for like um, four years, man. I know. I mean, yeah. Can't you it was still just, see it in theaters? And it was very much just I was holding out because I'm stubborn and I just very much knew um, just I don't know. So I was very stubborn about going and watching it. And I finally some friends we visited some friends they all went to bed it was like two in the morning i was like you know what i'm renting it and so i rented it watched about a third of it fell asleep and then we all watched it together (laughs) in the next day yeah Um, (laughs) and it was incredible and the entire time like you're saying with the cinematography i mean and the sound you're just sitting there i was sitting there watching like i have to see this in theaters the moment it comes back like as soon as they do a re-release, which oh, they'll be probably there. do once a year at this point mm-hmm. yeah. uh, on Tom Cruise day. That. Cause that's going to be a holiday soon. <laughs> yeah. enough, Cause he literally saved cinema. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause maybe not to the same degree, but I feel like the expectation around this movie, because it was advertised for so long, it was like known that this was happening for so long before it came out. Like in my mind, it almost had, kind of uh like a puss in boots last wish vibe around it where i was like this there's no way this is going to be good like the original movie is like cheesy action fun like it's it's entertaining for an 80s film but like come on like we're way past due on this and then yeah just absolutely mind-blowing when it finally released like everybody i know who saw that movie had a good time (laughs) it was just a very unexpected reaction it's just a good good time like there's (laughs) you don't have to look too far into it if you don't want to but you can really appreciate the work that went into it. But it's just yeah. fun. Yeah. What's think- also a little weird is having this and everything everywhere all at once in the same season, where both movies kind of work as metaphors for the careers of their lead actors, where 
like Tom Cruise, if you're putting what Mike said about him saving cinema, like him coming back and putting that onto this movie of him being like, yeah, I'll show all you kids how to do real stunts, uh, like literally just happens in the movie. Like they have the scene where they're like, are you afraid that you're ever going to be obsolete? And he's like, no, I'm the best. <laughs> um yeah no i think i think this is a great pick uh yeah. and i'm i'm kind of surprised it hung around this long oh i'm shocked i almost took yeah. it just because i feel like it's got the most cachet with like the general mm-hmm. general 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 population um mm. the i think what you said was really well said brian i think this is the biggest surprise of the year for me mm. in that yeah. in this year or now a few years of these legacy sequels that i just don't care about like we got i don't know jurassic world and even the new fantastic beasts movie two worlds i love and these just very very disappointing legacy sequels and i just see at top gun maverick is coming out and assume it's another one of those but I ended up going to see this one three times in theaters. And tr- <laughs> yeah, again, some of the, the best theater experiences I've had in a while. So much fun. Rub it. The, sorry. <laughs> the highlight experience was I took three, three women in their 60s and 70s to see it. And they could not stop like jeering and cheering and asking questions <laughs> and talking about how Tom Cruise looks shirtless. And it was magical. Oh, that's, that's what brought it's what brought all the boomers to the yard. Uh, yeah. I mean, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, my next pick is one that um, I think a lot a lot less people saw definitely than Top Gun Maverick. That's for sure. Uh, I think that was was that the number one film just box office wise of 2022? Avatar did Avatar, Avatar end up beating yeah, it? Oh, beat true, up. true. Yeah, never mind. Uh, we don't need to talk about that one. But it was in the, um, like it did have the most insane it. staying power. Yeah, like, it did. It was <laughs> yeah. in the top five months and months and months, and then it kept popping back up whenever there'd be a slow week. Yeah. Uh, well, here's one that was not, but I loved it anyway. <laughs> um, see how they run. Yeah. Uh, has Has anyone else seen this? Michael yeah. has. Yes. Sersha okay. <laughs> Ronan is too freaking one. cute, man. Sersha Ronan is amazing. I absolutely love Sam Rockwell as well. He's, yes, he's the best. He's, fantastic and everything he's what in. is this movie yeah these are two so, of my favorites so see how they run um we saw because the trailer actually kind of gave us knives out vibes a little bit um but it is a a comedy mystery film um set in the 1950s uh where sam rockwell is the grizzled uh exhausted detective and he gets Saoirse ronan as his new partner who's like a trainee um, and they're investigating a murder at a theater um, where the mousetrap by Agatha Christie is being performed. Um, and this is one that I, I don't want to spoil because the whole point of it is that it's a, a comedy mystery um, and it's it's very good. Um, it has some really fun and wild twists towards the end of the movie, especially in the third act. I don't know that all of them worked perfectly. <laughs> Michael, I don't know if you want to add to that, but. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> um uh wherein you know they they bring in agatha christie herself as a character at one point i'll say that uh it it gets a little it was fun though yeah absolutely um and the the explanation at the end and how it mirrors events from earlier in the movie is really (laughs) interesting and and just kind of a cool take on a on a murder mystery so question Um, but yeah just great performances yeah 
did they have a marketing budget? Uh, they did, because I wouldn't have known about it if I hadn't seen a trailer. I, so. like I just never, I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> they knew how to get no. me in a seat. I saw one guy make a Reddit post that said, Saoirse Ronan and Sam Rockwell in the same headline, and then this movie came out yeah. like two and a half years later. And That's I a great <laughs> guess, because it's also got Adrian Brody doing what he does best, playing like a sleazy womanizer. Mm. Uh, it's got Ruth Wilson, who I absolutely love. Um, yeah, just a really good cast in this film. Yeah, before Glass Onion came out, I recommended it as a little appetizer of a whodunit for it. Yeah. And then now when people say they liked Glass Onion, I was like, oh, if you want a little little dessert. dessert. Yeah. Here's, <laughs> here's a follow-up. Cute little whodunit. Yeah, it, it really is well done. And uh, best my one of my favorite little bits of trivia from this is the woman who plays the very elderly Agatha Christie uh, is also the actress that plays Moaning Myrtle in the Harry Potter film. Wait, really? Yeah, Shirley oh. Henderson. Oh, I who didn't is, even notice. When she played Moaning Myrtle in those Harry Potter movies, she was like 40 years old. Which is wild. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but see how they run. Key. That's oh, wow. my third pick. I Preston, I, you got to go see it. I know I said I hope Preston wins for the Puss in Boots pick, but now I kind of hope you win because that's <laughs> I, just, I just love you loving these movies that don't get enough love. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I have that at 18. Ooh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to get this one in. That's I've got some nice grouping going on if we're playing darts with Michael's list. I got 18, yeah. 19. Yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, all right. So that's my third pick, Preston. What do you got next? I'm gonna go with After Sun. Um oh, there it is. I was so close. <laughs> I I I had a what? feeling it wasn't gonna make it. Well, I guess it would have made it back to me probably, but uh well no. Uh, no, I wouldn't have let uh, it. Not based yeah. on Michael's yeah. reaction. There was this a top five for you, Mike? Uh, so it wasn't until I saw RRR. So it's at six right now. But I okay. have a movie that some might categorize as 2021. I can explain myself in a sec. Uh, Sorry okay. to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're very yeah, I, strict about the rules on this show. That's so. fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, this is another one that I actually don't think I want to spoil um, because there's such a growing sense throughout the movie that you know that something's wrong and it very much becomes clear about halfway through uh what's going on but ostensibly it's about a girl going on vacation with her father and uh kind of reflecting on that vacation in a way as an older woman but it is also it the 95 percent of the movie is from the perspective of her as a child uh, while still kind of filling in some gaps that she wouldn't have known about, um, whether she is reflecting on these things accurately or not, we can only guess. But by the culmination of the movie, you can guess she was probably right. Uh, the last twenty or thirty minutes of it uh, are absolutely devastating and probably one of the most affecting fine finales of a movie that i've seen in a while um and a lot of it is done it i don't know and this is weird because it's it's not really subtext it should be it's pretty clear what's going on um but it's just text <laughs> but it's but they not, also it's, never it's say it they also right. never it's say it said. which is well done so it is subtext but it's so it's so well done that it is like you are feeling every emotion as all of this comes to a head and the realization is upon all of us and it uh i bawled like a 
I just bawled the last 10, 15 right. minutes of that movie. Um, and so I know I'm giving away a lot, at least emotionally, of what you can expect. But it is still very affecting because, uh, uh, again, Smithy kept... I don't know. I He like brought it up once in the Discord, and I guess I went back and found that message. Uh, uh-huh. decided yeah, I'd watch just it. once, uh, right? Yeah. For mm-hmm. for the folks who listen that are not active on our Discord, uh, our good friend of the show, Smithy, uh, changed his Discord handle to After Sun is on movie and has been <laughs> nonstop trying to convince people to go watch this movie. So way to lock up the vote there, Preston. Thank you for and, your and service, it is, James. It's genuinely <laughs> a great movie. Everyone should watch it. It is my my patented seal of good, just fantastic cry movie. If you mm-hmm. want to walk away devastated for a week, this is your movie. Uh, yeah, this is also the one that is sort of stuck with me the most. So I yeah. finally was able to get this one maybe eight or nine days ago. And I have just like kept thinking about it and mulling stuff over in my head and it's just like continued to go up and up and up and yeah the that affecting feeling of the ending like that has lasted on me and Mm -hmm. i kind of just wish (laughs) i get why he wants everyone to watch it because i do also kind of want everyone to watch it so like we can talk about it or we can have like this shared experience uh and it it kind of what's stunning is it's a directorial debut. Yeah, and you insane. can almost feel it though. Like there, it, there is a almost in not like a natural feel to the way that it's all filmed, and it feels there's uh, a rawness. I don't want to. Yeah, rawness. I was gonna yeah. say like an amateurness, but that's not you know that has such bad connotation to it. But and she's a uh, stage yeah, director, a right? Charlotte Wells. Director. Oh, is she? I th- I think so. But yeah, I don't. I think it's her first movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it makes sense that she like has some experience with how fantastic this sure. movie is. Yeah. And definitely and the two per. I mean, Paul Mescal got nominated for the Oscar, but which I love. Um, the young, the girl, I think, is also a really standout performance in this. Film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think both of those could are like winner worthy. Paul Frank. would be my pick for best performance from a male this year. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I was I was looking to see what Charlotte Wells did before this, and it looks like mostly just sh- short films. Um, but it has under accolades. Uh, she's she's been nominated for one, two, three, four, five, uh, six best director awards so far this year, and has won all six. So. Oh, nice! <laughs> I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's just so. Like the the cinematography is so unique and not like a try hard really way. Is, yeah, it's just l- shots that linger for like I'll say, oh yeah, that shot held for five seconds longer than I expected. But here it's like five minutes longer yeah. than you expected. <laughs> and, and I, and, I think okay. that's not necessarily like I don't think I would ever rewatch the movie because of that. Um. I think there is such a lingering slowness to the first two thirds of the movie where I was like, surely, you know, I'm halfway through and it's only been 20 minutes. And I don't think that's a detriment to the movie. And I want to be clear about that. I think you need that for that finale to be so crushing, of course. But like, uh, I it's hard to recommend, not only because, I mean, you have to know sort of who you're recommending it to. Yeah. But absolutely. because it's, there are moments that are just drawn out 
to make you really linger in the summer sun on vacation by the pool, you know? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. it's so good. Sorry. <laughs> There's yeah, also a needle drop at the end of this movie yes. that was really effective in the movie, but then I was listening to it again today, like uh, after work, and I heard lyrics in that song that I have never heard before because the movie mm. made me think about them in an entirely different way. And oh, wow. that was... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say them here because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to spoil that moment for people, but yeah. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, with that, Michael, we we got close to that top five of yours, oh, uh, but yeah. not quite, it sounds like. That, you but got two in a row here. That's uh, That would have been... That's shambles for me because... My number five, if it, it came out in America, I could only see it in a theater in February. That's when it came out here, but it's technically listed as a 2021 movie. But first was I'll it, do... Was it eligible for this year's Oscar? No, it was. It had mm. people nominated last year, so should I not mm. pick that one? I'll do my number three first, because that's... <laughs> All right. that's All right. el- no, it's not going to win any Oscars. No but controversy. It was my third favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry, James. I agree with you. I would have taken After Sun, but Preston beat me to it. Um but my third favorite movie of the year was Cha Cha Real Smooth. Oh yeah! <laughs> Did you like that one? <laughs> I d- I don't have it anywhere near as I have it at twenty third. But I loved this movie. Let's go! I adore it, and I think I've watched it five times. It's a twenty twenty two movie, and it is on Apple TV, I believe. It's a I watched it on Virtual Sundance last year, and quickly went and looked up the like hotshot 23 year old director slash lead actor he made a really fun mumblecore movie in college called shithouse that if you like this you'll love um both had some scenes that kind of really rocked me emotionally and i i cried in each of them but this is just such a fun like odd family romp it's not a family movie but like there's an odd ensemble in it um of yeah i i bought in i put my hands up and tried to empathize with those empathizing in the movie. I know some people called it a little saccharine. A couple of my friends couldn't get into it, but everyone that like didn't have any hangups about the character's demeanor, like absolutely loved it. It's such a comforting, fun rom-com is probably not the right word, but it's I'd around it that. Rom-com, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's it. I mean, it's a pretty encompassing term if you use it for a movie like this, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yep, I, I really enjoyed it and recommend it. I think it's a, an easy watch that not many people are going to get bored with if you're into rom-coms and it's on Apple TV. How, uh, how prominently is the cha-cha slide featured in the movie? It's very prominent. And also that's Excellent. a great name. That's why I picked that one yeah. at Sundance. I heard like there was buzz, but if you name your movie cha-cha real smooth, I got to go mm-hmm. see it. I guess to share any amount of plot i'm i'm a going blind guy so i naturally don't do this it's a um guy it's a weird coming of age movie which i love coming of age but it's not the like high school coming of age it's the i got i just got home from college like graduated college and don't know how to figure out my life or have anything going on um and so it's a guy in that stage of life and he decides or kind of gets thrust into this ad hoc career as a bar mitzvah hype man and that includes playing the cha-cha slide at bar mitzvahs and and teaching kids the dance and whatnot excellent yeah but (laughs) there's some some really interesting relationships and romantic 
geometry happening all around that. And standout performances, I think, by both Cooper Rafe and Dakota Johnson, who I kind of maybe would have even put... I don't even know if this was eligible for Oscars, actually. Oh, really? If it was, I I would have put Dakota Johnson in, because I think she's so good in this. Yeah. I don't know if it got a theatrical release or not. Oh, is that what determines... Yeah, uh, I think Apple this TV. This year they changed it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Wow. I know it was like a- Apple TV spent the most money at Sundance last year, I think, to buy this one, and I don't know that it was in theaters either. So maybe that's disqualifying uh, it. Or actually, I think Sundance actually qualifies it, so it probably was eligible. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, worth checking out. Great fun. The All only right. thing uh, I don't like about this movie. And it's similar issue with After Sun is that they're pro dance propaganda, which I cannot abide. <laughs> Wait, what's dance propaganda? Anything that says that dancing is good and fun. Wait, Get hold on. Get this it is out of here. Not a fundamental. We have a fundamental um, like, dichotomy between our values here because. <laughs> well, the fundamental <laughs> dichotomy between Zach and his own profession, too. I feel yeah, like. what the heck? That You're the true. musical yeah. man. Yeah, but Dance, you, have like, to, you have to understand I'm also was raised Jewish and went to a lot of bar mitzvahs and wanted uh, to stay as far away from those dance floors <laughs> as possible. Oh, no, that's so sad. I feel like a major bullet point for why I like movies is often like X dance scene. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the dance scene in RRR, I love. Yes. Pieces, mm, so, yeah, okay. I contain All multitudes. Right. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the real question, Michael, is does your fourth pick have a dance scene in it? It does have some dancing, um, not not prominent, uh, not a lot, but here's where we get. So my my fifth favorite movie that I have of this year was The Worst Person in the World, but I, that technically was the 2021. So mm. also I'll play the draft punk game, draft punks game a little bit, and pick something that I think maybe is more popular that I had mm. at eight since you guys took six and seven, and that was the Batman. Damn it. I would rather okay. you took the worst person <laughs> well, in the world. <laughs> worst person in the world, the Batman, is fantastic. Uh, but <laughs> the Batman is is great. Uh, and, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I feel like I never thought anything would get close, Batman wise, to the Dark Knight for me, and and this one took it. Was close. No, it didn't take it for me, but it was still up there. And I love Emo Pattinson, Robat Pattinson, like. He's just such a good actor, and I love the lane they force him in here. This is a very good Bruce Wayne movie. Bruce Wayne dying, and I hope we get to see more of the Batman in the follow-up movies. Um, Paul Dano, I mean, I'm about to go see The Fablemans, even though it looks boring just because Paul Dano's in it. And <laughs> Wow, what a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was just a <laughs> catching <laughs> straights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I just, he just leaves it all on the court. His performance worked for me. I forgot Colin Farrell's in this. He's probably having the biggest year. After Yang is still my favorite Colin Farrell of the year. But, uh, yeah, he's somewhere under that, that get-up, and he does a, a good That's, job. I think he's funny. I completely forgot. He's in that He's just penguin, because it yeah. is just he is penguin. Like I, I, I well, and for for a while there was talk that there was going to be like a six episode penguin TV yeah. show on HBO Max. Oh, that's not happening that's, anymore. I don't. No, I don't know. There, I just haven't still heard anything from about it. It like, is literally okay. yesterday or today. Oh, wow. oh okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Still happening. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the mood, the opening of the Batman, like that, just set an excitement for me that. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't fade such that similar to a couple long movies this year, like three hours flew by, or I don't know, this one wasn't yeah. actually three hours, but I was 
ready for another couple. Um, yeah, that that opening scene um, where it's, it's the mayor or, or some politician in his home there, uh, and he kind of oh. like steps away while he's on the phone, and he's just there. Like it has that sharp instrumental, and that was just that was my biggest probably jump scare moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> of the year, and, and that was yeah. great. I honestly forgot and was thinking about when it sets up <laughs> Batman like. He is everywhere, but he's only in one spot. Just all the criminals yeah. fearing the different shadows around them, and it kind of right, cuts. Right. And you don't, as as an audience, we don't know which one he's going to show up in. That was a, a big win for me. And I think mm-hmm. like him stepping out of the shadows, and before he's even stepped out, we always know the Batman scene where they look to the left and he comes flying in from the right because he's so sneaky and uh, he is the knight and all that stuff. Uh, but like in this movie, their take on it is his heavy heavy boots just start clunking down the hallway <laughs> because he wants you to know that he's coming in with force and he's not worried. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's such a different take on like the overt violence of Batman and use of force and intimidation and the idea that crime should fear me because I will suss you out and I will destroy you instead of being a supporter of the community and building them up and like him sort of coming to realize and coming to terms with the way that he has abandoned Gotham throughout mm-hmm. his tenure as Batman, because he could have been doing all of these things and he wasn't looking after his books and supporting the financially troubled, you know, and like he was just using this intimidation, this force to root out crime. But by the end of it, he realizes that like that isn't, going to be the way that he should approach this at all times and it works so well (laughs) to build out the (laughs) extremists that come by the end of the movie and it's just it's i don't think it's a super overt like parallel but they do a great job of paralleling uh you know modern crime suppression right um and (laughs) he did air quotes (laughs) oh yeah thank you um (laughs) and so it's i I thought that they did they it goes a little bit deeper than I think a s- initial surface watch um gives you and I still don't think it's necessarily a great movie outside of the theaters though. I do think it's a I don't know why it just mm. did not hold up. Maybe it's cuz I saw it twice in the theaters so by the time I saw it the, the Nirvana Nirvana doesn't hit as hard does, outside yeah. of the theaters. Yeah. I but think part I, of it is like the physicality of the movie though. Like this felt like the most like physically demanding Batman movie mm-hmm. that I've ever seen just in the stunts and everything. Like you could feel the punches a lot of the time that that scene where he's like crashing through the street and just like, how does he get up from that? He's just like, how? <laughs> yeah. um, and I feel like with these movies and most superhero movies, like it's only as good as the villain. And this probably is the best Batman villain since, you know, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. obviously is, is always going to be a one with a bullet, but, um this is probably the second for me at least on the list yeah so i'm actually like a lot lower on this movie than almost everyone i still like it there's a lot that i love about this movie obviously i love the cinematography i love the tone i think it's my number two score of the year i think that score is just unbelievable and the way it seems like a score based off of basically two themes the imperial march theme and the yes minor <laughs> ave maria theme Absolutely. should get old but he does such a good job of making every time that theme either one of those sh- themes show up 
be different in some way that I just thought it was really spectacular. Do you have Mine's... a like top five scores of the year? Because I love listening to the scores and soundtracks, but I I don't. I'm probably not as conscious uh, of them as you are, and I'd love to go give them a second listen. I did. I think I did three. So I did RRR, uh, the Batman, and then Nope are my top. Oh, three. okay, great. And then I have a bunch of others that I, and then maybe probably Banshees after that. Actually, I really like that score as well. Mm, um, okay. My issue with the Batman is that. I think I needed it to be good at one of two things and it didn't hit on either of them for me. One of them was the set pieces. I thought the set pieces generally were not all that exciting, which I think was the point of the movie. I think he was like supposed to be bad at being Batman. The problem for me then came that I thought it was not a very good detective movie. I thought it there were so many t- I listened to so many podcasts about this where people had to have explained to them on the podcast who El Rada Alada was. <laughs> and I had to look it up after I saw the movie. And that is just like inexcusable to me in a three hour movie to have the central thrust of your mystery be something that people don't get in your movie. Hmm. And it bums me out a lot because almost everything else about this movie I loved. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we have the Batman uh, kicking off round four then. Uh, Preston, you are up next. Uh, oh, God. I should really be marking these off as we're going. I'm going to go with Prey. Ah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> these... These last two, the Batman and Prey, I was like, if, at least if I get these two, I can have a respectable list. I don't have to go <laughs> deep into like the bad Disney movies I watched this year. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Lightyear is coming. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Iconic traffic. <laughs> Lightyear. All right. All right. Let's hear it, Preston. <laughs> Prey was good. It's real good. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> Again, another kind of surprise. Um, I wasn't expecting much of it. It's uh, straight to Hulu. And I, you know, I didn't know necessarily a whole lot about the care that was taken into production or anything. I just, there's a new Predator movie coming out and it's a prequel and um, it's a new Predator movie. So it'll be probably fine. Uh, but it was so so fun it was really really cool uh there was so many deaths and traps that were very intricate uh i think if we're getting into like the gore fun of it all the uh the part where there's a netting of lasers that like comes down and cuts through the guy and turns them into little kind of chunks was, that was right, straight out of the Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil movie with the lasers. It was iconic Resident Evil moment. Yeah, and it, it was something that really stood out to me as like the the deaths, while very very gruesome, uh, all added to the tension for the characters that we were watching, rather than just being completely gratuitous. Uh, even though they were still gratuitous, uh, it felt earned and it felt Predator. It felt like this is scary as hell. And if I saw that, I would just lay down and allow myself to die. Uh, are you kidding me? This is horrifying. Uh-huh. And it just added 
to the fight and added to the intensity of it all. So good. Um, but yeah, I, I'll let you all talk more on it. It was, it was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I love this one too. Um, one of the cooler facts about this one is that it is the first full feature length film that has an entire dub in Comanche as well. Oh, cool. um, yeah, they, they, they considered doing a, a hunt for red October thing where they like started the film in Comanche and then had a moment where like you hear a sound cue and it kind of switches over to English, but um, they thought that might be too confusing for audiences. So they just filmed it in English audio. Um, but then the entire cast um, did a, a all Comanche uh, dub that you can, Oh, it's the cast listen to on. Yeah, it is the same cast. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know it was yeah. the same cast. So, That's and, really cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Amber Mid Thunder, uh, playing great the main, name, the main character, fantastic name. She was awesome on uh, Legion as well, yes. one of my favorite TV shows ever made. Oh, so, oh yeah. cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just I love this film. Like, I I think we need more of this. Like classic horror movie villains put in a completely weird setting, like that you would never expect. Like going back hundreds of years and just tossing a predator onto the planet like it's so cool um and i i wish we could get more of good that. news we're about to go back even mm. further and toss an atom driver oh. onto the planet <laughs> 65 oh. baby yeah yeah let's go i am actually excited for that <laughs> it <movie>. looks <laughs> like it looks like sci-fi schlock uh and i'm, I'm really oh yeah excited for it yeah too. well except i keep saying 65 million years ago but dinosaurs were six thousand years ago right yeah. yeah 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 so, I've read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> In a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. No, this this is a great movie. Uh, Zach, Michael, have you guys seen Prey? Yeah, I liked the dog. <laughs> oh, there's a dog? It's a good puppy. I feel like that's uh, damning with faint praise from Michael. Oh, Moran no, no, that wasn't supposed know. to be a dig. That was just supposed to be like a, a fun dog thing. The dog, <laughs> the dog was, was good. good. I, I okay. am... I am like lower than all my friends on this one, but I don't have bad things to say. I was just like it was a more you know classic action movie for me that I I had fun watching. Like, yeah, wasn't stand out. Yeah, recommending it like all my other friends. So if I had sorry, been able I'll to let, get I'll let Zach Gofias, I I have like two major blind spots from twenty twenty two still, and Preston has taken both of them. So I haven't seen Ooh. Prey or Puss in Boots yet. Oh, it's just because my boost. brain is like broken and I won't be able to enjoy <laughs> those movies if I don't suffer through all of the Shreks and all yeah. the Predator movies first. You brought that up on <laughs> so, stream it. You said like I haven't seen Shrek 3 yet and I was just like are you Oh, kidding? you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You don't need to see uh, any of those. You have to understand like I know it do- like in I know it doesn't affect like plot, but like I enjoy knowing how mm-hmm. things develop historically and i just will not be able to enjoy those movies knowing that there's stuff i haven't watched and it does bum me out because i did watch alien vs predator requiem yesterday and it was <laughs> so unbelievably bad mm-hmm. but i'm so hyped for when i get to well the, i just have to watch two more predator well, hold movies. on because the good news is uh prey takes place before all the other predator movies so you don't need to watch anything for historical it doesn't, context facts you know, <laughs> our world historical context like yeah. i'll never i want to experience i i, that I understand um yeah no i i think this is a great pick preston i'm, I'm jealous uh <laughs> uh i'm gonna 
Mm. I think I've gotten the most shambles yeah. tonight, by the way. I'm just going to toot my own horn here. Maybe. Like you've given uh, them? Yeah, I think I've yeah. given them up. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's true. Uh, I'm going to, because I did still enjoy the movie, uh, I'm going to take the movie that I wish had been more like everything, everywhere, all at once. We've uh, teased it a couple of times. I'm going to take Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness here with my fourth pick. Uh, the closest we will probably get to an MCU horror film. <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi directing uh, the Evil Dead franchise. And you could really feel that presence throughout the movie. Um, like they, it's almost like there's a tug of war going on in this movie between Sam Raimi's voice and like the Disneyfication of like everything Marvel needs to be very samey at this point. Yeah. Um, but the horror movie moments really work well. Like the scene of Scarlet Witch crawling out of the mirror and doing the body contortion. Yeah. Um, and then the, that. yeah, the most horrifying moment we've gotten in the MCU, I feel like when she's chasing them through that tunnel, um, underground and you just, like it's so visceral, like you just feel her presence coming for them, um, and they are just terrified. Like that worked so well um, towards the end of the film. But um, like I said, I I wish they had been willing to take a few more risks. I think the MCU in general would benefit from that. Um, I've seen Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, and that didn't change my opinion on that. I still feel like they need to take more <laughs> risks on this stuff. Um, but, but for me, like the most interesting part of the movie is when, uh, strange and America Chavez dimension hop there through like 10, 12 different dimensions. Uh, and like for a moment, they're like just globs of paint. And I'm like, let's stay in that universe for like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. instead of going to New York, but slightly more eco-friendly. It's the rock moment <laughs> from everything, everywhere, all at once, but everything yeah. Yeah. did it right. Oh man. Right. Yeah. So so I still enjoyed the movie. I think it it's one of the bolder MCU movies we've gotten this phase, but I wanted it to be even more. So I mean, I wasn't going to take this movie, I don't think, but I love this. Like this is my yeah. 14th highest movie of the year. I have it at B+. I loved the okay. raminess of all of it. It's my highest yeah. MCU movie this year. Um mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I like this pick. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first MCU movie off the board tonight. So I don't know if it'll be the only one. Uh, might might not be because of what's left on my list. But... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to avoid Love and Thunder if possible. That's that's my last resort here. Um, but yeah, so, so that's my pick. And uh, Zach, you get to finish your list first with your fourth and fifth picks here. I do. So I'm actually going to skip a few movies on my list. Interesting. Uh, potentially for gamesmanship but also because i just think it gives me a little bit more rounded of a lineup so i'm gonna jump down to my 12th highest movie and take a movie that was alluded to earlier in this podcast which is barbarian mm. uh, so i have this at b plus i absolutely loved the ride of this movie it was one that i had been intrigued by by the trailer mm -hmm. i think it is i tend not to be a trailer person um, this one I happened to see in theaters and was like, oh, I want to see that movie. And I also thought, I have no idea how that trailer can sustain an entire movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and the answer to that question was probably the most surprising moment that I had at the movies this entire year. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for people, but if you've seen it, it comes after a blackout. 
and just like a true genuine moment of what in the world is going on um i think the scars guard in this movie i think it's bill right uh yeah. yes um gives a really really great performance and a really meta performance that lives uh because we all know that he is the clown from mm -hmm. it and i think the script is really really good and yeah I, I love this movie and it gives me a little a horror movie on my list yeah um yeah i feel like uh not necessarily typecast but it seems like bill skarsgård has been doing a lot of uh castle just, rock just creepy stuff in general yeah between castle rock and it and now barbarian what an insane um, family yeah. yeah right yeah pure talent nuts the careers um, what was the other one i saw bill skarsgård in a non-horror movie recently and i'm trying sorry this is don't great, worry darling great podcasting uh he's not, he's nine not days nine oh, days yeah. did you see nine days oh Michael nine days Wait, yeah, I that's that's one known. of my favorites from last year. If that's what I'm thinking of, uh, it's a 2020. Yes. But yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, well, I think it. Okay, maybe it's technically 2020, but I think that's one that wasn't available to True. actually it came watch out for. In, yeah, in the US, layman. it came out 2021. You're right. Yeah, and I um, loved that movie. That was high that last was, year for me. Yeah, and and Bill Skarsgård is fantastic in that too. But, um, yeah, he he definitely takes on some really interesting roles. But uh, so far, yeah, he he slays it for sure. So. Michael, did you see Barbarian as well? No, that's one of the like big. Uh, I think there's four big ooh. ones that I did not see, like that I want to see, <laughs> including Avatar. Somehow I still Same. haven't seen Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, curious. And uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and then I had Triple mm. R, but I I saw that. I definitely, um, uh, like I said, I started. I have. I have a bad habit of after uh, drinking, uh, it'll be like 2 a.m. or whatever, and I'll come home and I'm just trying to like kind of like have some water, have some food, and I'll just go to Amazon, uh, rent a movie that's like $6 and just fall asleep. <laughs> oh, so drinking isn't the bad habit. Oh, it's right, the, right. It's the yeah, movie no, renting. It's the, movie yeah. Renting. Yeah. It's the renting thing. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I guess I the did. The Top Gun Maverick out. story makes more sense. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I do that. Banshees. That's how and I this watch. happened with Barbarian. Also, uh, Banshees, Top Gun, and After Sun. Um, and and oh, okay. nice. Barbarian. Barbarian's the only one that I didn't rewatch or finish. Or... Finish because you because mm -hmm. you told us you only saw the bad half. Of yeah, the movie. Um, what, what you called the bad. Well, half. wait. So is the bad half the first half? I mean, I don't know. Is it? I thought you meant you walked in on the second. No. See, I've only seen like part of the first half, and then like just the oh. conversation around it is what the hell happens over the course of the movie. Yeah. So I think I, I'm there's so much that I'm I missing. Wanna, I yeah. really need to invest my time into it. Gosh, mm, I want to I want to talk about the actor that's in the second half, but I also don't want to give away the actor that's yeah. in the second yeah. half. Yeah. Because Let's he made such a yeah, because he's been in a couple weird twists. Brian, you did too, see Barbarian? So. I have not, oh, but I, oh, I, 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 that's right. <laughs> Brian, that's Zach your bad me. habit. <laughs> it is. It absolutely I was going to say, that is not your kind of movie. I'd be surprised. <laughs> does it give you joy? If it gives you joy, that's fine. But I feel like that's just like a net loss across I, the board. I get it. I get it from my mom. I, I think I've told this story before, but when the final Harry Potter book came out, I went to a midnight release. I brought it home. I was reading in my bed until like 4 a.m., passed out. And when I woke up, the book was gone. 
I went downstairs and my mom, who had not read a single page of any Harry Potter book, was just reading the epilogue. <laughs> what? Uh, and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I just want to know who lived. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. So apparently it's I was so mad at her, but apparently I've, I've fallen into the trap. That's what I That makes know, it so. cute. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Barbarian is the fourth pick. Time to finish that list, Zach. What do you got at number five? Yeah, maybe the, maybe I'm in. Uh, I'm used to play Magic, and sometimes oh. when you overthink things, it's called fancy play syndrome. So this <laughs> might be that because I'm taking my third highest animated movie at seventeen, but I think it rounds my list out the best, and that is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, oh, nice. I think this is a really delightful little movie and it has um a lot of heart to it um i guess yeah i guess people haven't seen it so i i don't want to spoil too too many of the jokes but it does have what i think is my wife's favorite line from a movie uh this year and she has been uh quoting it ever since ever since we watched it so yeah Marcel the shell with shoes on. Oh man, and you can't give us the line? Too much of a spoiler? Uh no, I mean it doesn't really <laughs> spoil stuff, but Marcel is like uh wondering why you end your letters with best or sincerely and says, I think they should end it with like to war. <laughs> <laughs> to battle, I think is what is what they say. <laughs> but I good. can't do her voice as good, so it's much cuter <laughs> when when the, the snail does it or the Marcel mm. does it. Gotcha, gotcha. Did y'all watch um, much more Sell the Shell? Like whenever it was YouTube, I had watched none. Not really. Yeah, yeah I, I went in blind. I have a friend that wait. So it was a it was a thing before the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I didn't know. It's that. like a big oh. YouTube series, and um, it's, it was kind of like a mid two thousands viral thing, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Uh, I have a friend that was super into it. Ashley was like loved marcel the shell and would show her students and stuff whenever we talked together and so i really thought she would be hyped for it and i don't think she ever ended up seeing it i don't know i need to ask her but uh it, yeah it had sort of like this very core uh i think hit on a lot of core nostalgic memories for a big part of our generation that i don't know uh i don't know how well it landed for those people like the but i I'd like to know if you are a Marcel the Shell fan <laughs> and you saw the movie, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Hop uh, in the my empty, Vote my MTS <laughs> shell, uh, fans or friends are uh, red hot on it. I've heard high praise from the okay. people that have nostalgia okay. for it. Um, goodness. I'm stuck with either taking my third uh, murder mystery or my second MCU. <laughs> Or Avatar Two. Uh, <laughs> Avatar Two is very. Um, you can't take Turning Red. Did uh, you see Turning Red? I did see Turning Red, um, but I think we we talked about this on the Discord server a little bit. I really appreciate Turning Red for what it is, but oh, um, I forgot that. Unlike everything, everywhere, all at once, it is not a movie for young men uh, like myself. So, <laughs> uh, I appreciate who that movie was made for though. And I'm glad that it was made for that reason, but it's, it's not for me. The meme pick um, of Morbius is calling to you. Ooh. Oh, dang. Uh, would that technically be an MCU pick though? Um, ooh. 
<laughs> Morbius is my 72nd movie of the year. I've got it at 71 <laughs> out of 71. Oh, it was that bad? Um, wow, even with Matt Smith's incredible dancing, huh? Uh, That's yep. why it's uh, third to last. <laughs> Instead of last, you mean? Yeah. Okay, fair. I need to watch this movie. Uh, maybe maybe Moonfall? Think... Take that for you? But, but begrudgingly, I am going to go with Avatar 2. Um, I think like, that's a good pick. That'll yeah. give you some votes, probably. Yeah. I don't yeah, know that it will. Be honest, yeah. I don't. I don't know that it will get me any votes. I've heard that's it was great. Thing, like, People love it. Right? I feel like everyone I know that went and saw it was just kind of like, yeah, Avatar. Like it's uh, it's cool to look at. Uh, it was another Avatar movie. Like I don't know. Like it didn't blow me away. The, the visuals are obviously really incredible. That's like the selling point of the movie. The story was still kind of, eh, uh, semi predictable. Um, yeah, it wasn't what it wasn't quite Pocahontas this time around, but, um, like it, it was pretty clear where it was going very early on. Um, that being said, like technically and visually, if you're if you're into the you know CGI and cinematography of things, it is one of the most visually impressive movies ever made, probably. And and despite the fact that I feel like everyone's got you know 10 years of avatar fatigue built up from hearing the sequel was coming and it never being released like it still crossed a billion dollars easily yeah. box office like um mostly overseas i think this this is a very popular franchise still uh, especially in asia but um if we get those votes in on the server i think i've got a good shot here um if we're going dollars earned you're probably winning <laughs> see and i knew that was gonna happen too like mm-hmm. i yeah i'm definitely the MCU normie uh, of this draft. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely the most mainstream, I feel like, with the exception of see how they run. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. And of the things I have left on my list, which we can talk about during honorable mentions, um, it's, it's probably the most interesting. I was kind of stuck between this or uh, Black Panther. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'll go with Avatar 2 here. You know, giant whales. Uh, for the win, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, it sounds like I'm a little higher on this movie than you are. I have it at okay. 37 at B minus. I think the first act is pretty messy, uh, yeah. But I think that third act is pretty spectacular. It just has the misfortune of being in the same season as Top Gun Maverick and RRR, <laughs> which have like mm-hmm. some of the best third acts of all time. But right. Any other year, like this, would be one of like probably the best third act of the year yeah and i I will say i just remembered this as we're talking about it because i i have not thought about this movie very much since i saw it honestly but uh complete waste of the talent that is jermaine clement in this film uh flight of the concord star uh he's gone on to do a bunch of other stuff was he a giant golden um, crab in this movie or no they they bring him in and like a silver crab (laughs) silver yeah they bring him they bring him in in like the second hour of the film uh as like a marine biologist type character um yeah and i just like talking about yeah and i just like kept waiting for him to do something funny (laughs) because that's who jermaine clement is and it was just like played it dead straight i don't know if he was just like a huge avatar fan so they they gave him a part or something but it felt really weird because i've never seen him do anything so serious like I don't know. It just felt very strange because I love that guy. And this is the first thing I think I've ever seen him in that uh, I was kind of like, eh, afterwards. So, um, 
but yeah, Avatar two, uh, with so much love in my heart. Uh, that's my final pick here. Um, Preston, <laughs> you get to finish your list next. I'm gonna have. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the menu. Um, I had mm. such a fun time with that. That was the movie where my wife and I went to the theater the day after Thanksgiving, and we had the menu and glass onion. And we said, we'll go see the menu now because it's short, and we'll go see Glass Onion next week. And guess what? It wasn't there. It wasn't there. So (laughs) I came home, and I told Brian immediately. I was like, yeah, we're going to go see Glass Onion next week. And he just said, I'm so sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you. But uh, I'm super glad. Because I think think that night was literally the last night Glass Onion was in theaters. Like, you couldn't have even gone back the next day. You're just screwed. That's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I had no idea it was a limited release, but okay. The menu, uh, it's just fun. <laughs> it's uh, it yeah. takes itself a fun very seriously while not taking itself very seriously at all. Like it kind of the the satirical rip on people that just demand perfection and believe themselves to be at the absolute height of artistry. And not only that, but all the sycophants that follow them and all the people that want to be them. And it just sort of does a takedown. And I don't I don't know if it really does any of that super well. I don't think that by the end of it, I felt very justified in the mass murder of all the people that were there. Um, (laughs) I don't. Which is probably good for you. Yeah. I guess it depends on what you want. A lot of you know? those people sucked a lot. Yeah, there there was just something where it was just like you walk away from it, and I guess that is kind of yeah. I guess that is the point. You you shouldn't be rooting for the death of all of these people, anyways. But it Preston's coming to terms with the fact that he's a content creator and and would be one of these people eating at the restaurant. Uh, I would be <laughs> Nicholas Holt in a heartbeat. Uh, oh no, no. Dude, he's good. He's good. He was video. fantastic, and I think. I'm picking this movie for Nicholas Holt over uh, much. I mean, uh, oh my God. Ray, Ray Fines. Thank you. Uh, was really great. Uh, it was every, I don't know. Nicholas Holt felt so disgusting and genuine. And it was, it was so sleazy. And he has the most comeuppance out of anyone out of all of the terrible people that there you get this sense of just complete tear down of everything that is his character by the time uh he meets his end and it, it's uh i thought it worked really well and i it's not a movie that lasted with me it's probably not a movie i'll think of at the end of next year you know it it's not something that will stick with me but i thought it was Walking out of the movie, I had a lot to talk about, um, and it was really enjoyable to kind of dissect a little bit beyond what we saw. The The thing that I think has stuck with me the most about this movie is I think the general visual aesthetic, as well as the production design of this movie, is really, yeah. really strong. I think the way they built that island, and also the way they like played all of the meals, I, th- I think it all is... Um, a, a yeah. real standout in the editing the the cute title cards with the cinematic yeah. shots yes. of the dishes yeah. in between so those cool. that's fine when i think that a lot of that adds to the conversation of like the artistry and the uh the, 
breaking down of like the meals and the culinary world, like we were talking about with Tar earlier, uh, you can apply this to a lot of any sort of narcissistic personality that is within that uses their power for abuse, right? And you can take all the people that follow them and support them despite how terrible they are. And you can apply that to so many different industries. And I think very specifically the film industry. And I think it had a little yeah. more to say about the film industry than it did the culinary industry. Um, then maybe it lets on at first viewing, but it's probably just the fact that it can be transferred. Any of these uh, moments you could see if this was in a movie theater with the director and they were doing a uh, director doing the showing of his, you know, a collection of short films that would have worked just as well with all of these people, mm -hmm. all of these characters and all of the setting. Uh, and I think that really shows how they, they did keep their themes. There's just something about it that there's a disconnect that I walked away not feeling completely satisfied. Um, which uh, I, I I don't know. There's there's a food pun in there. Just like five star, yeah, five star dining. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, Michael. It's often called the toughest pick of the draft. You have the last selection here. You have to pick one more movie out of your list of seventy-one. Hmm. Yeah, finally, it's come to me where there's some real holes poked in uh, in my options. And I'm tempted to reach for back a little bit for like like a bullet train, something I think will have more Michael crowd uh, pull. But I, what I was gonna say, can I please guess? <laughs> oh really? I had bullet, but, but here's what I'm thinking. Bullet train on there. I, and I I know I feel like the last time I learned I should play the game more. I do I do like bullet train and ambulance. Those are the bash bros I got oh, sitting yeah. at fourteen and fifteen. Oh, yeah. But oh, no. I feel ambulance like ambulance is second to last for me. Oh no! Wow. It's so awesome! It rules flat out rules. Oh wow! Um, but I feel like there's no beating a list that has everything everywhere all at once and Top Gun anyway. So I'll pick what's next on my list that I love. Um, and that is decision to leave did yeah. you guys see that yeah okay it's so good that is i don't know where you watch that now but it's the park park chan wook uh the guy who did like old boy and the handmaiden um and it is such a interesting movie a lot of the reasons i said about tar and even a bit of after sun where i'm like continually continually like thinking it's one thing and trying to to figure out if that's right uh this is one where i I thought I had the movie figured out and then a couple heel turns and like extra layers were revealed and I learned it was more and I feel like I always liked the next thing more the it's a cop cop detective story or might open to be but it's there's far more a, a romance story by the end of it and just like incredible cinematography similar to what I said about After Sun there's a lot of strange shots of people in reflections, things being shot through other things and worlds blending together, scenes where a person is shown in a room that they're not actually in to convey them thinking about that room. And overall, just a lot of mystery. Another slow burn. There are some like bright spots of action if like you absolutely need to be engaged with some sort of violence. Like there are cops who arrest and fight people. 
but the reveals of these motivations of the two central characters and a potential love interest, a romance budding between a cop and the person they're investigating, and then you don't know who's playing who and if anyone's playing anyone. And yeah, there's a there's a certain uh, soft electricity throughout this whole movie for me that kept me engaged. Interesting. Uh, yeah. and you said it's the same director as Old Boy. Yes, I believe that's the okay. guy. I yeah. hope the South I'm Korean version. Right that name. Yeah. 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 Um, Park Chan Wook. So, so when you when it, when you say this is a romantic mystery, I hope you don't mean it in the same way as Old Boy. <laughs> uh, no incest. Okay. Um, <laughs> Spoilers for Old Boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Old Old Boy was one that. Uh, a, a, freshman year of college uh someone in my hall uh had seen that for the first time and immediately was just like running up and down the hall like trying to get anyone he could to sit down and watch it with him um <laughs> because it's just so wild at the time yeah. you know so so i i saw that one um but i haven't seen <laughs> for the anything record, else he's done oh, i'm not a bit i'm not a big old boy fan like I, I like this one a lot more for the record you don't have to Michael like Michael Moran, boy. big Shrek guy, not a big old boy. Uh, Correct, guy. absolutely. <laughs> that the the chasm between those two pillars yeah. of cinema is vast. <laughs> Shrek is far superior, and that is not me joking at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just to say that's the only movie by this director I've seen. So, um, when you said that, I'm immediately in my head like thinking, oh, there's got to be some kind of wild twist or something that's going to happen in this, but. Um, I'm, I'm down based on my list. You can tell I'm, I'm down for a, a mystery thriller movie. So this sounds up my alley. Yeah. Check it out. It's very different than those like whodunits, yeah. but it's, it's great, man. And okay. when I was nominating like actors with my friends, I, the yeah. male and female lead both got mm. nomination shout outs for me. 100%. And the, the female lead eats ice cream for dinner a lot. Ice cream is my favorite food. I think I eat more than anyone <laughs> in the United States and I eat it for dinner a lot. So I, I related to her. In the in the movie she does, or the actress in real life? In the though? movie. In the movie. Okay. She does. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, excellent pick, Michael, and Thanks. excellent draft, everyone. Thank you guys so much for uh joining us tonight. Um, before we go, we'll just do a little bit of housekeeping here, starting with uh repeating our lists uh and taking our votes. So, Zach, you had the first pick tonight. Can you just remind everybody at home what you drafted? Yeah, so I took Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Barbarian, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Excellent. Uh, I took Nope with the number two pick and then followed that up with Glass Onion, See How They Run, The Multiverse of Madness, and Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Uh, Preston. I took Banshees of... Inishirin. Uh, thank you. Night. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, After Let's Sun, go. Prey, and The Menu. Excellent. And uh, Michael? I took RRR, The Northman, Cha Cha Real Smooth, The Batman, and Decision to Leave. Mm. Uh, and Michael, uh, we'll start with you for the vote. Do you know who you are casting your ballot for? Oh, my God. I'm really like, 
I feel like Zach will win everything everywhere all at once and Top Gun Mavericks such a yeah. powerful pick. But I, I love Puss in Boots. I love that Preston took Ugh, it. And I was most desperate to take After Sun out of any of these other options. That's what I feel like would have rounded my list out the best. So mm. I'm going to vote for Preston. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and Preston, who are you going to be voting for? Sorry, Michael. Um, I <laughs> think I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to hitch hitch on to the the winner of this draft uh so I can say I was there first and go with Zach's list. Uh it was <laughs> yes. Uh everything everywhere. I mean it's exactly what you said Michael. It's Top Gun Maverick everything everywhere all at once and then just rounded out with Tar Barbarian and Marcel the Shell, but like those two are just are going to pull up for anyone that hasn't seen the other 3 are going to immediately yeah, yeah. identify with those two and also all three of those a little less marcel the shell for me but uh the other two are ones that i really really do want to see soon and that are like top of my must watch list especially after the conversation tonight so yeah and i uh i feel the same way except about uh michael's list i've seen the batman and i've seen tra- half of triple r much to zach's <laughs> chagrin i want to finish R- it for- I've seen R <laughs> one and a half hours. <laughs> um, but after hearing him talk about it, I really want to see the Northman and decision to leave sounds very interesting as well. I don't know that I'm totally sold on Cha Cha, but both of you love it, so I might have to give that one a watch. That's too, the, the easiest sure. watch of those. It's, it's yeah, quicker. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But my vote is going to go to Michael, um, and that you, leaves you, Zach, to cast the final vote. Yeah, and give one of these guys the lead. It's. I mean, it's tough. If I had seen Puss in Boots. <laughs> and or cry, I feel like Preston would be getting my vote. And it's weird because mm. the Batman is my lowest ranked movie that was picked today. Okay. But I think I got to go with Mike. Oh, uh, thank you. Those are just every, everything else is at 25 or above for me. Um, or actually 24 or above because Decision to Leave is at 24. And yeah, RRR and the Northman are bangers. Nice. Uh, Zach, did you have any honorable mentions that we haven't talked about yet that you just want to fire off real sure, quick? Sure, I'll mention seventy four, but <laughs> I'll mention the three that I skipped. Um, yeah. So the Fablemans, I have at seven. I love this movie a lot. <sighs> sorry um, for my yeah, comments. Michael Moran. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I I think it looks boring too. I thought it did too. But then I saw it and I loved it to pieces. And the thing about it is. Um, that meant a lot to me is we don't really get to see anti-Semitism portrayed in media outside of the Holocaust very often. And this movie, I thought, did it very well. Um, And so that was meaningful to me personally. And then at nine, I have The Sea Beast, which I absolutely love to pieces. Oh, nice. I just was worried a lot of people wouldn't have seen it. But maybe they haven't seen Marcel the Shell. And then at 11, I had Burning Red. I mean, that's good, though, because uh, it gets, you know, more people hearing about it. And maybe they will go see I, it now. I want to yeah. see the Sea Beast because I know it's above um, like Pinocchio. And well, you haven't seen Puss in Boots because that'll take the top spot easy for you. But absolutely. Uh, I wanted to see the Sea Beast because I knew that you were so high on it. And I, I love me some animated movies. So that's going on my list, too. Yeah. The animation is spectacular. The action sequences are quite great, too, in that movie. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, for my own list, I mentioned Black Panther 2. I had that on there. 
Uh, I actually really like the starting premise of Lightyear. I feel like the first 15, 20 minutes are like legitimately some of the darkest moments in an animated Disney film ever when you consider like the repercussions of what Buzz Lightyear is doing in that movie. Um, but it doesn't really hold up after that. Uh, and then I also had Death on the Nile on my list. Just a very pretty film, but that would be a little too much Agatha Christie on the list. Um, the last one I had is kind of a weird one, and I'm actually I didn't look it up, so I'm not even sure if it's 2022 or very early 2023. Um, but it's a documentary film on Netflix about uh the life of Bill Russell, um, Boston Celtics legend, won 11 championships in 13 years. Uh, and I basically just wanted to pick that so I could talk about an anecdote in there where he became a high jumper on the track team at his college for something to do not during basketball season. And he realized that he could jump so high that he could pretty much block any shot on the basketball court. And so their first, their first game of his sophomore year, he got out there and the first three possessions, he was playing against this guy who was like rated all American from this other school. He blocked him three times in a row and his own coach called timeout and yelled at him for getting off of his feet because that's not how you play defense. (laughs) And so he, so he didn't, he didn't jump the next possession and the guy like very easily scored on him. (laughs) And Russell said, you know what? I'm going to just going to go back to doing what I was doing. And he averaged that season, like 20 blocks a game. Um, Like he just, there's so many stories like that about him. And there's so little footage of that time period left over from, from when he played, but um he is like the modern defense that we play in basketball is all because of how bill russell changed the game um and so it's just really cool as a huge celtics fan it was neat to see that um so that's that's my honorable mentions uh preston what else you got on your list i had uh bullet train which uh shout out holden i know you were probably like screaming at us to pick it at some point but it was oh i really could have locked in his vote if I yeah i <laughs> i was kind of worried you were going to take it there at the end because that probably would have gotten it um i bullet train was was really good so holden i'm giving it to you here if you want to give me your vote uh i gave it to you earlier <laughs> and i love you oh right 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 um i posted a gif in the discord <laughs> yeah yeah holden posted his whole uh, top five in the discord for us so. oh did he yeah, we can get to that. Uh, Keep sorry. Unbearable weight of massive talent. We just watched this nice, recently. Nice. Uh, just dumb fun. He uh, does not take itself seriously. Pedro Pascal is hilarious and cute and just super sweet. Uh, if you saw him on... I mean, if you've only ever seen him in what he's done on his main shows, you've only ever seen him be a serious sort of like guardian, right? And him on Saturday Night Live recently and for uh unbearable weight it's like a very different role for him that he it shows like he's a hilarious guy that really should get more silly roles like this Mm. uh that was it um oh okay uh michael what else do you have that you want to shout out yeah um so after yang the Mm -hmm. early 824 film this year with with colin farrell talking about tea and it's an odd sci-fi quiet movie that i really enjoyed three thousand years of longing the new george miller that's was that turns into this wild like fantasy flashback epic but i i loved it from the premise it's idris elba and tilda swinton giving great performances i think idris elba especially 
but like the premise um where this this genie shows up in modern day and and after 3000 years and the person he appears to is a professor of the art of storytelling and immediately recognizes that all genie stories are cautionary tales so she's really hesitant to engage <laughs> and doesn't want to make any wishes and like that conversation happening in a hotel room is like already I loved that and then the other stuff that follows was was spectacular for me too I, I don't think that's a very popular one but I just love telling people that premise and that conversation ambulance and bullet train big action wins for me loved them both and uh, I guess I'd say hustle too well since we're in the basketball yeah. conversation that that yeah. was probably the, good yeah I think that was a lot of fun and also got me emotionally um what's the best after movie this year is it after sun or after yang I have after sun, after sun. but I think okay. it was a good year for after movies overall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and whodunits yeah. And Puss in Boots. <laughs> yeah. So, so we did get uh, Smithy shouting out after Sun, of course, on the server as well as Holden throughout his top five, which um, might give you an idea of where his vote's going. Well, might be split uh, between Preston and Michael. He's got uh, the Northman Bullet Train all quiet on the Western Front. I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. that wasn't taken. Um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and uh, I want to. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Jujitsu Kaiseno. No, no, it's Jujutsu um, Kaisen Zero. Is the Kaisen Zero? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Holden formatted this uh, weirdly, so I'm gonna blame it on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for for that list, uh, Holden. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, that's just about it. We're just about done here. Um, Zach, one more time, can you uh, let people know how they can find Stream It if they want to tune into that show after this? Uh, yeah, you should be able to search stream it on any podcatcher. And if other weird things come up, you can search my handle, which is Z- Zvazda, Z-V-A-Z-D-A. But I can also shoot Brian a, a link and it can presumably go in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Moran, List Wars is coming back. <laughs> Yeah, theoretically. We, we have a podcast called List Wars that's very similar about ranking things and arguing about top five lists. And we haven't yeah. posted in a long time, but we got a few in the pipe. And I think tomorrow or the next day, the one about movies will be coming out. So if you like this, yeah. you might like that. Okay. Uh, and Preston, you've been a very busy boy uh, uh-huh. on, the, on the Twitch, on the YouTube. Um, do you want to tell people what's up with Draft Punks? this week uh so we started youtube uh i mean we're continuing focusing a little bit it's very (laughs) it's just straight up gameplay stuff for the most part we are doing gameplay impressions we've done hi-fi rush theater rhythm we're coming out with bmng and uh like a dragon soon uh we're playing through destiny and it's just sort of fun gameplay uh you know what you're getting if you've ever gone to any gaming youtube but uh you should come watch ours as well <laughs> yeah um and you can find us on all socials including uh youtube twitch twitter at real draft punks um you can also join our discord from the twitter it's in our bio and that's how you can vote uh for your favorite list you can also take part in really fun competitions we are just starting up um our draft punks survivor contest which i'm very excited about we have 16 uh, survivors living on an island, not a real island, a virtual island, 
including our own Zach and Preston. And the winner at the end of next month will get a copy of Jedi Survivor. Um, so I'm very excited oh, to get that in, uh, in the weeks to come. Survivor. There you go. There you go. I get it now. <laughs> it's a driving game. Let's go right? team farts. <laughs> 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 yeah. The uh, off the record, the the discussion for team names has been so different in the two channels. <laughs> One team is coming up with names that definitely sound like a survivor tribe. <laughs> Um, and one team is deciding if they're team farts or team big farts. Uh, so. I thought it was going to be like poop or bar for something else, which is no. bigger farts. Yeah, no, I, I, so and I shouldn't have done it, but I jokingly said to y'all, because they weren't talking about it yet. So I was like, y'all are just going to be team farts, huh? And they just latched onto it, and I regret my decision. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's starting up soon, and I, I am very excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but that's it. That's the draft. This episode is over. Um, please come and find us. Come and vote. Come and listen. Come and hang out. We love to uh, meet new folks and game with them. Uh, and post your favorites. Let us know what we got right or wrong tonight. Um, and Zach, I know you've listened to enough episodes here that you know that we always ask the guests to read the outro. Sorry, Michael, but I feel like we got to give it to the new guy tonight. Oh, that's fine. Until next week, travelers, be happy, be healthy, and most importantly, be kind to each other. Beautiful. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Drifter music in the background. Fading us out. It's because of like we're all so excited about it. Uh yeah. And that like I could talk about these for another two with you. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Zach's list and I'm like, oh man.